Hi, welcome to Random Acts of Tangents. I am Adam. I am joined by a very good friend of mine. Hey, I'm Rex. Today, we're going to talk about a little something that well, Rex has got in his mind. So what do, you, what do you got there, Rex? I'm, I'm generally pissed, but uh, when you become pissed, uh, you should start from the beginning. So, so I've been through a, uh, a recent uh, breakup, and uh, I was with the person for an extended period of time. Uh, my, my close friends all met her and everything, and um, uh, shortly after we, uh, we ended, I asked everybody to uh, stop contact with them. I mean, with her, you know, I, I didn't ask any of our mutual friends that we had made while we were together. I thought that was uncouth. And I didn't ask, uh, I think, one female in particular who had, you know, become close with uh, with her at the time. And because uh, I thought that was also inappropriate. But everybody else who I've known for like, you know, five plus years, I was like, hey, you know, I, I really just want to eliminate contact. It's not about being spiteful. It's not about malice. It's not about being uh, vindictive over anything. It's just I want to eliminate any contact. I want out of sight, out of mind. You know what I mean? And and I was, I'm, I'm you know, I, I need my focus. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, so I want. That's what I asked them for. And and of course she flips her lid. All right, she flipped her lid over this as soon as she goes and she she, I you know obviously she it's a breakup and I I did the breaking, and so she's on my page. And she realizes, oh, look, we only have five friends in common now. <laughs> you know, and she, you, she starts throwing all these names around, blah, 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 and everything. And, um, you know, I, I just explained to you how I explained to her at the, the time uh, exactly what, what my frame of thinking was. And, um, you know, at, at first it just, it was, she was just like, you're being childish. And I'm like, if that's really the... You, you know, how you feel, and you don't need a childish person in your life, then don't have one. Period. It's that simple. I never said you have to respect any of my decisions, but you do have to live with certain ones of them because I'm not changing my mind on certain issues, and I have no incentives to change my mind. Right. You know, you know what I mean? And uh, that that became, like, a non-issue. I, I want, How do you feel about that? Well, th that is something that I did find interesting. When you did ask everybody to kind of break ties, uh, because it is something that I think should happen. When, when a relationship ends with friends, the friends, I think, should automatically just break ties. Uh, but it should be an automatic response, I think. But the fact that you asked is something that I I wouldn't have expected. Just, mm -hmm. just because I, I do think it is a common sense type of thing. Uh, but me personally, I did not immediately cut ties because I wasn't sure exactly... If this breakup was a for sure thing, was it just a a, a fight? You'll know, be back together in a week type of thing. So yeah, I just yeah, kind of stayed neutral and tried to not do anything about it until I knew for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I totally respect that and I totally get it. It's just the reason why I felt like I was inclined to ask outright was uh, because of previous incidences where um, maybe it's you, maybe it's me, maybe it's uh, other friends of ours, and um, they break up with their significant others, and for some reason or another, one of our closely associated friends decides to continue a friendship yes. uh, with that person. And I, I didn't, you know, because certain people that has happened to recently uh, that I've known, uh, I decided to be very proactive about it and just state it outright. Look, this is what's happening, this is what's going on, this is what I want. Period. You yeah, absolutely. I, mean? I, I just had an issue similar to that myself, where uh, one or a couple of my friends were, were continuing to talk to an ex, and uh, although they did have the best intentions in mind, it's still something that I was not comfortable with at all. Not everybody knows the rules that need to happen. Maybe it's something mm -hmm. that you guys got to talk about in the first place, but something like this, I feel like, should be a common sense thing that doesn't need to be talked about. You know, I think so too, and and I don't think that it's ridiculous to ask, and I don't think it's ridiculous for me to res like uh, kind of impose a, 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 a just a, a blockage on on any and all contact. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, it's it's also for another reason. If you want to think about it, it's just you know uh, somebody is more than just themselves. Somebody is also everybody that they associate with, and right. and if you're saying that you're not going to treat somebody right, and you don't. You don't want to uh, r respect them on a level that's, uh, pro uh, you know, uh, appropriate for somebody of their stature. Then you don't deserve them, and you don't deserve any of their social contacts either, because that's part of who they are. 
Yeah, why, why should you continue to benefit from something that you got in the relationship once the relationship is over? Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's that's another frame of thinking that I kind of take a, a hard stance on when it comes to this thing. And, and you know, and to, to, you know, bring up another thing, that one particular female that I said that was, you know, particularly close, uh, I, I had a problem with that too. I really do. I have a huge fucking problem with that because I, I had known her for, um, let's see, I've, I've known her for at least seven or eight years. Right. And you know, she, she, it's not, not only that, but she's done this in the past where there's been, uh, you know, girls that come and go in our closely knit group of friends here. And then, uh, after the fact, after everything's kind of like, you know, gone sour or ended or just, you know, broken disrespect, I mean, broken respectfully even, uh, she's kind of like gone and, and now made like a fucking vagina coalition of fucking <laughs> morons. Um, I don't think that's cool. I think that if her loyalty was truly well placed, then uh, she would really accurately assess the situation and uh, kind of, you know, realize where she ought to stand on, right. on those kind of. Yeah, well, not, not everybody has the type of loyalty that that we have towards each other. And although our little group of friends has had its share of issues, I think the loyalty is has always been there, whether it wavers a little bit. It's it's always in the core. I think it stays strong. Even if there's problems going on, I got a problem right now going on with one of the uh, members of the crew. But if anything were to happen, I still got his back, no matter what happened. And it's yeah, like, yeah, I'm still I totally to get that. I totally, I really do. But I mean, uh, to to bring it back to my, I mean, the this particular issue, um, you know, I kind I kind of turn into a sociopath when when I hit my emotional quotas. I I kind of like hit a ceiling on how. Uh, or, or a threshold, even if you want to say that, okay. that I experience a certain amount, and then I just like go numb, pretty much, and and everything that I do is exacting, exacting and calculated, you know. Um, I hit that point. I really did with this last ex, and I was just kind of like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm gonna just develop rapport, keep things cool, keep the bridge, you know, open, not burnt down to a fucking crisp. Right. And then because I developed some rapport, she started busting my balls about trying to get in contact with my friends again. And I'm like, uh, did I, did I not fucking make myself clear? Like, seriously. And then she starts like fucking throwing all kinds of shit around and just calling name calling and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, look, I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm not going to talk to you until tomorrow. And, uh, in fact, you cannot talk to me until you come back and apologize for name calling. Period. <laughs> you know, and, and she apologized. She did. She apologized. But my, my, my point is, is just, even though there's a certain level of rapport there, I'm I'm still remaining cons consistent in my decisions. And not only that, but there are f certain friends of ours that, uh, you know, before her and I broke up, uh -huh. these these specific friends, I would have to say that a good three quarters of the experience that uh, she had had with them was with me. So they were mutual friends, oh, in man. my opinion. I see. You know what I mean? And then now after the breakup, because she's there and out, you know, where she is and, and I'm here, uh, she spent a significant amount of time with them. So that it kind of makes it more disproportionate, right? Okay. Now, she, she because I'm still friends with them, she tries to pull the card, oh, well, you're still friends with my friends. How come I can't be friends with your friends? Uh, so so and, since, and, the, uh, since you've been away, she's claimed ownership of these people that were once both of yours. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think that's right either because I'm like, okay, look, you're, you're trying to say that there's maybe five or six individuals which I'm trying to maintain friendships with that I've known for, you know, three quarters of the time that you've known them. And it's only been in the, you know, time period of about a year and a half. <laughs> okay. And you're trying to, you're trying to balance that with every single one of my close friends who I've known more than 11 years. Ah, uh, it's the lack of logic there, man. We talked about this last time. There's a certain level of logic that does not apply to all people, but... Uh. I just I just don't understand why that doesn't fucking compute. Eleven years, one and a half years, not even exclusive. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> I, I just don't get that at all. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And, and to fly, not only that, but, I mean, to fly off the handle about it. Look, look, don't get me wrong. I've flown off the handle before for some ridiculous <laughs> fucking reasons, but if I do fly off the handle, I try to ensure that my reasons that I have are justified. I mean, really, if you're going to really be flying off the handle, you shouldn't you make sure that that shit's fucking legitimate? 
Yeah, chances are, from uh, my experience with you anyway, is if you do fly off the handle, it's not a spontaneous thing. It's you. This is something you've already been thinking about from before you actually did fly off, and you've already assessed the situation. You have your ideas about it, and you're just sitting there waiting for the next opportunity to just lay into somebody about it. So once the flip is switched, then you got all of your logic, all your reasoning that you've already pre-assessed, and you can ram it in there, and it pretty much... It's hard to argue with most of the time. When when you get to well, the level yeah, where you're flying off the handle, yeah, man, because I play chess. I play chess, not fucking checkers, man. Yeah. A lot of people play checkers in life, and the, and I play chess. That's the way I fucking am. Yeah. And I mean, not to toot my own fucking horn, but most people they're thinking like a, a fucking reactionary. I'm thinking five moves ahead. Fuck them. Right. Smart way to go. Yeah. Alright, So so what ended up happening with uh, this this flying off the handle situation? Well, like I said, she apologized, and then later on, early, I mean. Today specifically, I guess, is why I'm so fucking particularly heated. Is just um, she she starts fucking uh, you know messaging me online, and I'm just like, fuck, I really don't want to talk to her. And I got my I got my fucking reasons too. It's just like, okay, first of all, the whole balance of equities thing that fucking pissed me off. Uh, second of all, I'm I'm working on a paper that I have to get done in the next two days. I understand I'm taking my breaks for this, but. I take my breaks for things I want to, right. and, I, and I'm going to take my breaks for people and things that I find important and people that respect me where I feel it's reciprocated, and it hasn't been in that particular venue, okay? So she starts shooting the shit with me and fucking just like at, telling me all this stuff about her life and all this drama that I could really give a fuck less about people that I could give a fuck less about, and uh, fucking, I'm just like, okay, cool, well, you know, I got to go work on my paper. All right, and that's a euphemism for uh, I could care less about what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> this conversation is over. Yes, yes, exactly. That that's a it's a polite thing, right? right. It's a respectful thing. Okay, you know, yeah, I could have just said, uh, by the way, um, fuck off, but I didn't, but I didn't, and 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 uh, so her response is, I say, I gotta go work on my paper. She goes, well, why don't you log? Oh no, she said log off then. <laughs> She doesn't ask me why I'm online. She's the she online police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, she's on like the fucking online police. Like uh, now suddenly she has a, a right to issue commands <laughs> to, wow. to me. That's and ball, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, uh, fuck you again. Uh, <laughs> third of all, uh, I don't have to explain myself to you about anything or anything that I do, where I'm at, or uh, how I conduct myself. <laughs> so, uh, fuck you again. And <laughs> That's uh, I, I didn't say any of these things, but what I did say is that I'm coordinating with people that, you know, I, I'm going to be visiting with, that I am going to be staying with while I'm in L.A., uh, and that's why I'm also online. And her response is, oh, so what you're trying to say is that you are still communicating with people, you're just not communicating with me. <laughs> Well, as you and got it goes, out of me, you twist my arm about she, it. Then yes, goes, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I just don't know why people set themselves up for these situations. Like, why are you going to move into a situation where the only possible way for me to answer is to give you an answer that's going to piss you off? Yeah, I'm trying to be polite here. Give me, give me some credit. I'm trying to be nice. Now you're making me an asshole. So now you no, that's really what it is. I mean, it's a kind of like an etiquette thing. Like, like say for instance, somebody's got gas at a bar and then they burp into their hand. They try to cover it up, but you can still hear their burp and you see them burp. I mean, and then they go, oh, "I'm sorry, excuse me," right? Which is a polite thing to do. You don't ask. You don't act fucking flabbergasted and go, "Oh, how fucking dare you?" Yeah. That, that in my in my mind, that's what she's doing. I'm I'm going, okay, I gotta do this shit over here. I'm you know talking to all these people and doing a bunch of things. And I can't really, you know, spend time on you right now in particular. So I'm going to do the polite thing, give you a fucking euphemistic thing, to, and, and be like, look, I can't talk right now. And that's really what it meant. It really, I'm going to work on my paper. That's a nice thing to say. Right? <laughs> now, but no, she, she, was she, she like got this on the phone? Like, if huh? you guys had conversations on the phone, you're like, all right, I got to get going. What are you doing? Yeah. Was she, was she, was she ever like that in, in, I guess, in the relationship? On the phone? No, 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 man. It, you you got to respect somebody's fucking autonomy, man. You know, you got to respect their their free will, period. Yeah, so this, this is all of a sudden. And and she goes, you're acting really bitter right now, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you're fucking assuming, you know, worst intentions here because you're reading into shit that I'm typing to you over fucking instant messenger. Uh, <laughs> and you're assuming I'm, I'm being malicious. You're assuming these things... And she says, don't be bitter, it's unattractive. 
Now, is, is it possible like, that you were typing sarcastically? Because that's right. not translated at all. I was typing sarcastically. As if well, that's, that's what I'm saying. You cannot be sarcastic or even sometimes jokingly through typing because the tone is not there. People get the wrong impression. They start going crazy. Yeah, so I, I'm like, bitter? <laughs> okay, first of all, uh, what I type, you know what I type? I go, well, since when do I have to give a shit about whether or not you find me attractive or not? Ah, wow. And that was kind of, I mean, maybe that might have been a fucking line cross. Ah, you're fine. But as far as I'm concerned, it was, it was justified because of the many transgressions that preceded that on her behalf. That's, at least and, you didn't call uh, her a terrorist. That's, that's all that matters. At least. At least. I was holding it in reserve. Uh, okay, big brother, so, I gotta get off. Yeah, exactly. Stop monitoring me. I feel like I'm in an Orwellian nightmare right now with a fucking girlfriend police. But, but, uh, so, so what ends up happening, what, what do I say? As, you know what? If it makes you feel better, as far as you're concerned, I am working on my paper. Yes. I and of course, that didn't go over she, well. No, of course not. She goes, well, I don't, I don't give a shit. And then she logs off. I'm like, alright, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing about IMing. You can't do the angry hang up. You can't slam down the phone. It just, boop, boop, logged off. I know, I know, right? Arguing, you slam a door, you hang up the receiver really hard. That would be appropriate. That that would be nice if AIM <laughs> instead of just like having the normal door slam when people log off, like they had they had a button you could push where it's just like "fuck you," <laughs> glass shattering and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to patent that. I'm gonna make a register for it right now. Fucking thing though, too. Uh, you know, it was, it was kind of like icing on the cake recently uh, with with that particular uh, person there that uh, I was talking about. Um, she, she recently did an event with with some of these mutual friends that we barely know, right? I've probably only hung out with her on maybe five, six different occasions. I've always been, you know, very cordial with her, very nice. You know, hey, what's up? How you doing? Blah, 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 blah. You know, online, I've, I've hit her up a couple times on Facebook, just shooting her some, you know, whatever. Like, people, whatever people do on Facebook. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Oh, so. <laughs> Lol. Yeah. All right. And uh, so she's there. And uh, she's she they they strike up a conversation and she goes, why did you uh why did you and Rex break up? And uh, she she's just like oh well and she starts I think she starts to answer and then this this one particular individual goes uh you know because he he is a really intelligent guy and I was just thinking to myself uh, and not that you're you know anything less but if I had to choose between both of you as friends I'd pick him. Wow. To her face. To her face. To her face in the mascara. <laughs> That's, That's beautiful. That's what can happen, man. And, and, and she's just like kind of explaining the situation. Oh, my God. There was a bunch of distance. Blah, 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 blah. And everything. But she keeps on just like laying into her. He's a really intelligent guy. And, uh, you know, <laughs> men like him don't come around very often. Yeah. And if the opportunity presents itself. You should try as hard as you possibly can to make things work. I'm sure she appreciated that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what was up with that, because she told me, too. I, I think if somebody told me that about my ex, I would be like, all right, well, fuck you. Yeah, all right, we're done here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Move along, Douglas. And do you want to date her? Is that what this is about? <laughs> What's going on? Are you asking you know? for a blessing here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make him an offer he can refuse. Yeah, yeah, this, uh, this guy, the other day, he asked me to christen his kid. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but but I just don't I don't know if it's just us you know because because I I got on this topic uh, you know a couple a while back about uh, us and our close group and little friends um and uh, we're you know not not to toot our own horn horn here uh, a little bit but we're above average intelligence yeah, I would say it's a fair assumption to make <laughs> yes and um you know we have a extreme sense of loyalty. Yes. We, we, I mean, compared to most people, how fickle they are with each other, you know, they just, they, they can give a shit less about most of, most of the things they do to each other, whether or not they disrespect each other. But you, me, uh, and the subset of other individuals that yeah, are out there. Yeah, Jester, Maestro, Oddball, we're all, we're all in the same group here. Yeah, I was, I was talking to somebody recently about this, and they're like, well, what do you mean about extreme sense of loyalty? And I'm all, well, uh, not that it's ever happened. But there's a running joke that if I was going to punch an old lady in the face, 
my friends would be standing behind me saying she had it coming. Yeah, she did something. She, she like, must have done something. <laughs> yeah, she must have done something. They, they're assuming I, I have their best intentions at heart. Yeah. And uh, maybe again, later again, on. this has not happened. <laughs> yes, this hasn't happened yet. No, not but yet, I guess. I have it on the bucket list. Now, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's, but later on you guys can be like, oh, well, what the what the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah. You know, we'll pull you aside it, and give you shit about it, but in front of other people, at least, to be like, "No, nah, he's fine." Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll I question mean, you like, later. Yeah. Believe that. Yeah, it's like Godfather uh, Three. Godfather Three. I think it's. I'm pretty sure confident it's three there. When uh, you yeah, know, I'll be there. I haven't seen any of them. Well, you know, they almost they, they they try to run a hit and they almost kill Michael. And uh, Andy Garcia's character is there, and he's just like, these fucking motherfuckers, I'm going to fucking kill them, we're going to get blah, blah, blah. And he's like all worked up, and, and he doesn't realize like who he's saying this around, right? Because, you know, you don't ever know who's listening. And, and fucking Michael Corleone, it goes, don't ever fucking let them know what you're thinking. And he grabs them right there, you know. And there's another part in, in Godfather 2 where Fredo's there, and he, in, uh, they're talking about a casino deal. And then... And, and, uh, Fredo takes sides against the family oh, on an issue. He goes, well, Michael, maybe you don't really want to do this, blah, 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 this and that. And later on, he excuses everybody from the fucking room. And and when he's just there with his brother, he goes, don't you ever fucking take sides against the family in public. Ah, uh, yes. Very true. And I, I just feel like that's one of those extreme types of loyalty, but, but we have it. Yeah. You know, we have it as friends. Yeah, and and that's another thing about our, our group. We can, we we talk shit to each other an awful lot about all kinds of stuff, but in in public, I think I don't think that goes on. In my experience, anyway, we, there's not a lot of shit talking about other people of our crew to other people. Maybe between ourselves, fine, because it's all in the family. But outside, especially, no. That's, yeah, man, that's I, don't, I don't. I actually don't think that there's like I can I can't really even think of an instance where I, I complained to somebody that wasn't us about us. Right. Period. And that, and that's a cool thing too because a lot of people that I talk to that I meet and I'm introducing either one of my crew people like oh how long have you known each other ah since high school it's been ten years even everyone's always shocked by that because there's a I guess there's a high rate of turnover for other people's friends but for us we got it we've been going strong for a while now yeah man and and this is this kind of ties into you know, where our relationships fail, I think, in, in certain respects, too, though, because if, if a relationship with a woman is anything, it's kind of like a fast-track friendship. And and if they've they've never dealt with this sense of loyalty on this level, then how do you expect them to truly appreciate it, accurately assess it, and then to assimilate into it? Right. It's hard to fucking do, man. Yeah, and I think that's the issue that your uh, your ex is having, too, because uh, shortly after you guys broke up, she, I, I've told this to you already, I'm sure, if not, then... Yeah. Here you go. Uh, she did. Uh, she did text me uh, saying stuff like, "Hey, you're cool people. Uh, even though me and Rex aren't going to be together anymore, I hope we can still keep in touch because I've grown to admire you, or so- something along those lines." And I yeah, and yeah. I replied back, uh, "Yeah, you know, it would be nice, but I gotta take Rex's feelings into consideration. And if he's got an issue with it, then it can't happen." And that's pretty much where things ended. And shortly after that, we got the request from you to cut ties. So. Haven't talked yeah. since. And to and to her, she thought that was insane. <laughs> but to you and I, you, I mean, see, I didn't even have to tell you. That that's what that really says right there. You immediately took the position of us and this outsider. Right. Exactly. And and that's how it is. That's how it should be. You know what I mean? And and that it's it's not a question of you fearing me or any of this shit that other people try to throw around. Fear. Right. It's it's loyalty. Yes, it's loyalty, respect, and consideration. And, and most people don't have it. And I think that if if they did, then they'd understand. But most people will never understand because they'll never fucking have it. Period. Yeah. I I think and I I think it's kind of fucking ridiculous too. I just I just don't understand that. I mean you you know uh, Jeff, she did something similar along those same lines to Jeff. Uh, and she, she kind of shot him a, a text message because she knows how close I am to him. He's somebody that I've known for a good uh, 22 years, wow. and we're still good friends now. And he goes, you, you know what he responds? You know how he responds? You know what he says? What's that? He says, uh, well, good. Now I don't have to pretend to like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I would expect that out of Jeff. 
Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because he knew. He knew. He just. He. He already knew my answer too, though. You know that. Yeah. He does not pull any punches, that guy. No, no, he doesn't. I mean, but you know, something could be said for him too. You know, because you know, when he answers the phone and it's me, you know, it's it's a sub, uh, just a subset of his friends too. He'll answer and he'll be like, "What's up, family?" Yeah. And that's really what it's like. It really is that way. People don't understand that's what it's like with us. It's, we're family. You know, maybe it's because of, of you know the the certain similarities we have all growing up. Yeah, you know, like, he's a good all, guy. The one time yeah. I called him and I was like, "Hey, it's uh, it's Adam." Uh, Robert's friend. He's like, you don't have to say Robert's friend. What's wrong with you? <laughs> because once, exactly. once you're in, you're in. It's over. <laughs> yeah, man. Just don't try to leave or we might have to whack you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's, that's how I just, I, I mean, we, we are close. I, I think, I don't know if it's just by chance or whatever, but you look at all of our pasts and the majority of us that are, are that close together, we share a certain kind of, uh, commonalities there in our background. We've also known each other for a very long time, but we are also, we, we, I feel like we share that too. And we've come to depend on each other because of those things. And that's what really kind of ties us all together. Cause it doesn't matter who the fuck comes in, who the fuck's trying to prove themselves, who the fuck anybody brings in, uh, they're never going to be able to erase that past. Yeah. And that's not to say that we haven't had our problems. The reason we are, I think, so loyal is because of the, situations that we've gone through through high school and after high school to develop to the point where we are this loyal to each other because there was a time where we were not all as close as we were and there were a bunch of issues because of it but growing past that learning from it and taking that adapting it into what we are now that's how we can just i guess meld so well now yeah yeah i could see that but let's be honest though a lot of that drama was over bro code right yeah it's a lot of uh, females come. I think that's what destroys a lot of friendships is is the females, and we've come close, I think, to getting a lot of friendships destroyed because of females. But again, developing the the bro code, as you stated, that's I think helped us out a lot. Well, l- well, let's be honest though. It was never the females. It was us not having a well developed bro code, not having a uh, you know a, a mutual respect for each other in that sense. You know, no woman ever put a gun to any of our heads That's and true. made us do anything on their behalf. We d- we decided to. We decided to on their behalf. Yeah. And and I and I mean that's that's kind of why I've, I've been very cold, very cut and dry when in certain respects when it comes to certain things and and I think you asked me a while ago you're like, "Well, what about bro code?" And I said, yeah. well, "Tell me what that is first. Tell me what it is and I'll tell you whether or not I, I'll I'll endorse it." Because I feel like all of us have blurred the line to a certain extent when it comes to those sorts of things. And and if anything, we should put it down in concrete. Yeah. There are certain things that should not be, you know, transgressed upon. Absolutely. And just that real briefly, the bro code is uh, there's no nobody in the family of each other's families that you can get involved with. Uh, no exes, and uh, that those are pretty much the, the core ones. There is one uh, potential type of if there's any potential females, you, it's hands off. But that's that's open for debate depending on what you think potential is. You, you can't point across the room and say that's mine. That's yeah, it. you can't. It's not a Nissan commercial. You're not gonna go up to a bitch, lick her hand, and be like, "Oh, I claimed it." <laughs> right. That's not the fucking way it works. Yeah, I right. think that something that should be in there is though is, is if you slept with somebody, then that's hands off. Yeah. Well, to me, I consider that as as an ex. I mean, it may not be an ex relationship. It's an ex something. All right. All right. But, yeah. Now, what if, what if it was making out? Hmm. That's I think where you have to have the communication. Then, I mean, if, you can talk about it and fine, but. Ah, see, it's it's one of those, and even if it was making out, if, if something did happen with somebody else, I don't think that's a an offense big enough to warrant a huge brawl or anything like that. You can be like, dude, I that will, was fucked up, but that's it. It's not it's not going to destroy a friendship over making out, I don't think. I will kneecap you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. I hope so. But, but uh, if I can just say, yeah, man, I, I think those are, are pretty, uh, you know, like stone-cold rules there that everybody should ha- ought to abide by. And uh, if we had in the past, perhaps we could have avoided a lot of drama. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's part of uh, growing up, the learning... Uh, all the stuff that did happen, and this is something I say with everything in general, I don't have a lot of regrets as far as life goes. There's things I wish maybe didn't happen the way they did, but as far as regretting them, I, I don't because I learned from it. 
Mm-hmm. It's all learning experience. So next time something like that happens, I know how to act. I know how to react. But sure. I don't regret it by any means because it, it makes me what I am now. This kind of transitions into a different conversation I had today about uh, just uh, pe- availability, people that you find attractive. Um, I was telling one person in particular, I said that uh, it's uh, nearly impossible to find anybody attractive. And at the uh, beginning of my last relationship, I kind of uh, had my doubts them, even uh, that that was going to work out. And it had nothing to do with uh, somebody in being inadequate or, or you know, like just not a, being, having a good foundation for a relationship. But it had more to do with me being ADD, right, about my life. I want to do everything. I want to do anything. I, uh, you know, I can go, you know, talk and have a fine dining rest dinner and, and you know, be, eating French cuisine and then go to a uh, BDSM club. And, and, you know, then wake up and go to a family birthday party, you know, and, and I need somebody that diverse to do those things with me. And I'm saying that I, I doubted even before my last relationship that I was ever going to find somebody that was going to satisfy those needs. You, you really because, don't think so? No, I don't, man. No, I don't. It's gotta be and and he, here's why. Here's, here's why, too. I was trying to t- tie in the fact that, you know, um, let's be honest, for... Most women, uh, their value is derived purely uh, by their looks. Initially, Mo- initially most, I'll agree with that. Okay, n- n- now here's here. Let me let me tie in a, a different statement here so that you can really agree with it. Now, most people, in general, I'm saying when I say most, it's fifty plus one. Uh, value women <laughs> purely for their looks. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say that's an accurate statement, right? Yeah. Uh, now, even even though you and I don't. You and you and I have some different qualifiers there that you know. Okay, got you up to you good looking, but you know, do you have this, this, and that? Um, yeah, it's most, not the end all be all. If you're good looking, it's not the only thing that matters. There's got to be more there. Yes, but the initially, exactly. initially, that's what draws. Yes. Yeah. So, so say for instance, we we do find somebody that's particularly good looking, or or you know whatever they they fucking they get, they're doing it for us. Good enough. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they they're in the five percent, you know, of good looking people out there. Um, now, we go and we engage them, but because we're looking for other things, also, not only just looks, it's even harder for us to find somebody that satisfies those things, too. Because look at look at it from a, a good-looking female's perspective. If she can get by the majority of her life on her looks, then what incentives does she have to develop anything else? Right. Uh, yeah. Like, let's say, for instance, intellect. You, you and I value intellect. We do. We, we have an intellect. Our standards for ourselves tend to be our standards for other people. Yes. If a girl's going to be able to wink and smile her way through life, what incentive does she have to uh, develop her intellect? Yeah, there's, there's nothing there. It's all smiles and winks, like you said. Yeah, just that, that'll give me what I need to get. And But for people like us, that's not going to work. Well, <laughs> maybe not long term. Maybe it'll be good for a roll in the hay, but it's not going to be anything that develops. And that, and that's what I'm saying is is too though, because we are a, a subset of males that where looks are not purely good enough, it makes it particularly hard for us to find it because you're looking at maybe five percent of the people out there that are also like be able to to vibe with us intellectually, and then you cross reference that with a five percent of people that vibe with us look wise, and you're running into the you know tenths of hundredths of a percent of chance that you're going to run into somebody. That actually does it for you, right. and and that's and that's just purely saying that you want somebody that has an intellect and is good looking. But let's be honest, you and I also want somebody who's socially affluent. Yeah, right. You want somebody that knows how to act appropriate any in any particular situation, knows how to talk to my parents, knows how to act uh, right in a fine dining restaurant, whatever it may be. That's a social affluence, and then you tie in those three different multipliers, and now you're looking into like the. Uh, thousands, tens of thousands of a, of a percent of your chance of meeting somebody like that. Yeah, but see, that, that can go both ways too, though. I mean, I, I think that, uh, again, not to toot our own horns or anything, but I think we are the, in the small major, uh, minority of people that girls say that they're actually looking for. That they want a guy that looks good, a guy that's smart, a guy that knows how to act, that's social, blah, blah, blah. Those are the kind of people that we are. But you don't think there's a woman looking for that also? Well, maybe maybe she's gone all along and uh, convinced herself that it doesn't exist, just uh-huh. just like I have. 
Ah, okay? I see. So everybody's given up, so we're all screwed? Yeah, man. I mean, seriously. I mean, think about it. You be, you become really callous, really kind of like glazed over when it comes to, uh, you know, meeting several people over and over again, and they're, they're really good looking, but they just don't have anything to say. Or maybe they have something to say, but then it turns out they're only really creative because they've taken so much drugs. Or you just, whatever it may be, you know, people tend to disappoint you in, in one way or another. I don't I mean, there's, there's certain people out there that, you know, they, they have a hope of, of being satisfying. But I feel like a lot of times what we do is we imagine the unknown things about people in the best possible way. And, and we, we fall in love with the idea of people instead of them. That is very true. That, I think it, that is something that, that I am a victim of. Whereas you've given up the, the chance of somebody, some girl being that, that way where she's good at, in all facets, it's not something that I've completely given up on yet. I, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I, I'm pretty sure I'm not looking in the right places and blah, blah, blah. But I, I still think that it is out there. And that's a good enough reason for me to not go super cold-hearted and just fuck everybody over. Not, not, not to say that that's how you are, because you still you got your own thing going on. But for me, I, I do think that that is out there. It's the chances of finding it are very slim, and I mean, we got plenty of time to do it, and we're still kind of young. I'm sure it's there. It's got to be. Maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic uh, in that in that respect. But I don't know. Well, let, let me uh, let me let me share something with you. I, I I was you know doing some research about some things, and I I looked up this graph about IQ score distribution, okay? All right. And uh, an average IQ is 100. It's on a 200-point scale. 200 right. is the most, right? And uh, for people between the numbers 70 and 130, that's 95% of people. Wow. 95%. Now, now, I took an IQ test, and I scored 140. Nice. I think I, I just skated. I think last time I took it, I was 133. So I, I just barely limboed under that bar. But now, now, see, that doesn't mean that there's five percent of people out there that are on that level. It means that uh, two, because it's it's a range in the middle there. Uh, that means 2.5 percent of those people are retarded, and 2.5 <laughs> percent of people are above 130. All right. Now, now you you take that into account. You got 2.5 percent of people you might vibe with, right? Yeah, and then and then you cross reference that with like I said, you know, the looks thing, and then the social affluence thing. You really think that there's that many fucking people out there that are gonna that are gonna hit those nails on the head? Yeah, but but that seventy to one thirty—that's a real wide range. I mean, what's not to say that we couldn't get along well with somebody that's one ten or one twenty? I think we could get along with those kind of people. If, if you, once you get to the hundred and start going under that, then yes, then you're no longer a candidate. But I think. Well, 110, 120, if they, if they were able to break it down into more generalized points instead of the 70 to 130, that's, yeah, that's too wide, I think. Well, you know, uh, let, let's say, for instance, uh, you, you want to take a different range. It says that uh, between 85 and 115, that's 68% of people out there. All right, it's a little better. I mean, that that's kind of gives you, a, you know, now you know why you can't stand 7 out of 10 people on yeah. the street. <laughs> I'll go as far as 11 out of 10 people that I can't stand. 11 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this brings up another subject, though, because I, I was talking about, uh, you know, being intellectual and, and talking to people and just kind of like, uh, how, do you, how do you deal with it sometimes? And I, I know this sounds really fucking arrogant. I could give a shit less if you guys think that. But um, <laughs> I was telling somebody one day about being uh, intellectual and how, it you, you know, you just got to laugh. You got to laugh sometimes. You got to make it a joke. Because you can't get too mad about <laughs> things. You you can't. And and you have to convince yourself that people are not necessarily behind you. They're just young. It, it gets really easy to get frustrated, call everybody stupid, be, call them morons or whatever it is. Uh, they're not stupid. They're not morons. They're, they're, they're just young in, yeah. in your eyes. You have to look at it that way. And... I know you, you're, you're probably seeing, uh, you, you've probably seen a lot of these shows online or, or shows on TV where like there's futuristic sci-fi. I don't know. I'm a huge fucking geek, so I have. And they, they always run into that like one alien race that's so far beyond our intelligence. And they come down here 
and uh, and and they'll talk to a normal human every being, and and the, even though the human being by our standards is fairly intelligent, the alien will be like, "You're young." Most people are taken by that; they don't know exactly what to think at the time, but that's what it means. It's not that they frown upon a person or they they think that there's necessarily something bad about it inherently. It's just that they're young. That's all it is. There's a lot to grow there, and, uh, and perhaps that's the way we ought to look at it when it comes to other people and their standards for loyalty. Yeah, I actually had this conversation with uh, with an ex of mine, actually, ironically, since we're talking about exes, uh, where one of her most recent exes is is a younger guy, I think 21, 22 years old. And looking back, when when I was that age, I was not not very bright when it came to certain things, especially relationships where there's a lot that still needed to be learned in order to have a successful relationship. And she was frustrated because this guy was such a immature a-hole. Like, well, he's young. What do you expect? Yeah. Like I said, I, I was in that situation, and I was actually dating her when I was about that age. And looking back, I, I was not the smartest guy. I, I could have done things a lot better that probably would have made the relationship work. But at the same time, she was young. When, when you're too young, you don't know what your consequences of your actions are yet. Now, looking back, of course, because we experienced it, we can judge better. But that's that comes with age. You, you can't be super smart and young because there's still so much to experience. You may be book smart, but as far as life smarts go, you, you still have a lot to learn. Oh, God, yeah. I, can, I could definitely attest to that much because I fucking walk around with it every fucking day in college. <laughs> You got these. You got these fucking people that practically have Aspergers. Um, if you don't know what that is, uh, it's not a burger made of ass. It's actually a psychological condition that makes somebody in, unable to read social cues. So all the all the stuff that you pick up on a day to day basis, probably intuitive even, you know, like tones in voice, uh, the way you pitch your voice, the way that you say things with emphasis, the way you posture your body. Um, your facial expressions, all of these things, people with Asperger's, they don't pick up on them. Okay. All they hear is the words coming out of your mouth like they were reading it from a piece of paper. That's all they get. I see. Yeah, so you got these people out there that are pretty much social fucking morons. They're, they're great when it comes to studying. They'll ace a test, they'll fuck up the curve, but uh, when it comes to just day-to-day -day social interaction... They're fucked. So if you were to tell one of these people that you had to, I don't know, end a conversation for some reason, uh, they might read into it <laughs> into a negative way? You might say, like, if I told them I had to go, you know, read a, re, uh, write a paper. Write a paper. Or, uh, you know, something like that. You might <laughs> say, they, they, what are you, you know, they might question it. Interesting. Because they didn't know what it means. Right. They just don't know what that means. Maybe. But it's Maybe. not their fault, man. It's, it's a disease. They're young. They're young. That's what it is. They're young. All right. <laughs> so, so what about, what about you? I mean, uh, what, what's what are some of these situations? I mean, I, I can think of one in particular. I don't know. I don't know if you're comfortable talking about it. Uh, where where uh, the the just the friends with the exes and stuff like that. Social etiquette. Can you think of any time where people uh, they they kind of stepped out of that social etiquette uh, that that's to you and me maybe very clear, but to other people just completely fucking. Oblivious. Yeah, and uh, like I had uh, alluded to earlier, this is something that happened with my last ex, where a friend of mine continued talking, but he was in the mind state that he was trying to help, and I, I could appreciate that to a level, but it's it's just the, the the fact of the communication still being open, it bothered me, and we did eventually talk about it, we hashed it out, and issue is now resolved because that's what you do when you have friends, you talk about the issues and you figure it out. But to me, he had crossed the line, and he did not think he crossed the line because he was trying to help. In in his interest, he was looking out for my best interest, I guess. Let me ask you something. Did he did he try to help with or without your endorsement? I, I had no idea what was even happening. This oh, was wow. completely without my knowledge. I found out later through ways that I want to get into. Uh, but, yeah, and then once I confronted him about it, then he was he was very open about it, and we talked, and it got worked out. But... Again, that, that's a that's a line that I think is pretty clear that shouldn't be crossed. But to him, it wasn't that clear. Uh, so again, with the talking out, especially with our our close group of friends, you got to hammer this stuff out. And it's, it's no longer an issue. I there's no more angry feelings there was for a while, but that's just all in the past. But yeah. I, I I guess even with people that you know, some boundaries do have to be established still. 
I mean, because what's common sense to me and what's common sense to you it may not be common sense to other people. So it's it's a communication thing. Communication is very important in, in, in any, any relationship, whether it's a romantic or a friendship, even family. You, you have to be able to communicate. You're right. We need to take these rules, post them on a fucking wall somewhere, or, you know what? Even better yet, I can climb up a hill, inhale some fumes from a burning bush, <laughs> and come down with them chiseled into rock. <laughs> these are the 15... Uh, Ten rules. Ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, history has shown it tends to work. Yeah, yeah, but it, it is a thing. And as far as exes in general go, since we're we are on the subject, it's something that I've been wondering about. Uh, now I know that you are still talking to your most recent ex, mm-hmm. but at, at what point is that become an issue? Talking to an ex. Talking to an ex. What do you What do you mean talking to an because ex? Because for for me personally, I don't. I'm I'm a very strong believer in once you're an ex, you're you're out. Uh, there there is some, of course, uh, exceptions. If you have children with them, you have no choice but to keep communication open. Maybe if you ah, I guess that's it. But as far as talking to exes, to me, in my experience, it, it only leads to problems. No good can really come from that, especially somebody that you've been in a very long relationship with. There's mm-hmm. They know the buttons to push with you, and they will eventually start pushing them once things don't go well. I, I suppose it's it's less about uh, being friends with uh, an ex, and it's more about just not burning bridges. I don't like burning bridges. I don't feel like people are even important enough to burn a bridge, if that makes any sort of sense. If anything, that if I really don't want any sort of contact there, then I should be able to approach a situation with enough apathy and neglect that it kind of fizzles out on all on its own without blowing up. Okay. And and what I do, if say for instance, if that is what I was doing, it's important because I don't want to sour any sort of relationship with anybody. Why make more enemies? You know what I mean? If you if you sour a relationship with somebody and then suddenly you have to worry about you know, uh, who you're out with, who you run into when you're out with particular people, uh, talking to certain people and it getting back to them and then them constantly being updated about your fucking life. I don't need that. Well, that's what I don't... Facebook's for now. You can find out all that stuff without talking to anybody anymore. Exactly. Yeah. No, it is. But I guess for me, something happened to me this last week where an ex contacted me. This most recent ex, the one where... There was a little fallout about. Just totally out of the blue, just a, hey, how's it going type of thing. And I was conflicted about responding because I don't want, I don't know if I want that door to open again. Because once the door opens, then I don't know what's going to walk through that. Whether it's going to be, let's, let's talk, we'll be friends, or maybe we should work things out. And it's just not a road that I want to go down. Is that like a metaphor for you don't know what kind of STD she's bringing back? (laughs) God, I hope not. That would be my first concern. Really? Just saying. No, no. no. <laughs> wow. I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just different playing. issue. Different issue. <laughs> no, but uh, when when it comes down to the, those sorts of things, I would say, um, you know, why not? Why not reestablish things? I would say, know yourself, though. Know your own limits. Know whether or not you're going to be so emotionally invested where you're going to get hooked up on something that you don't want to be hooked up on. I mean, really. It ended for a reason. Right. Okay. And that's the thing, too. With, with uh, my frame of thought, as far as exes go, and this comes up a lot, uh, or I guess it used to, back in the younger relationships that I had, where the girls that I was with would be in contact with their exes, and that would always bother me. Because something yeah. that I believe, as far as attraction goes with people, whatever initially attracted you to somebody will always attract you to them. And you will always find them attractive unless that initial thing changes. Okay. Like, yeah. uh, this guy, he's, he's, he's a, he found the guy attractive. Uh, so she approached him. They ended up talking, blah, blah, blah. They broke up. She still, she still finds the guy attractive no matter what happens unless he gets into a horrible accident. Uh, God forbid. But, uh, unless that yeah, changes. God forbid, right? Yeah. 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 God, yeah, please. That wasn't even wood. Um, no but... surprise from there, but. Yeah, but what, what, unless the initial thing that attracted you changes, there's always going to be an attraction there. So why why play with fire? Try to convince yourself that you're going to be friends, and maybe you, in your mind, you guys are friends, but it's it's never going to be so cut and dry where you have nothing to worry about anymore. 
Mm, so cut and dry that you don't have anything to worry about uh, anymore and, and like an emotionally attachment in anything like, of, whether what initially yeah. attracted you was physical so maybe it was the sex that was great and yeah. that's going to be on your mind all the time or maybe it was the in, in the intellect the conversations you had and yeah. that maybe that eventually stems into other things you're always going to go back to that person for the thing that attracted you to them so, so what's wrong with that well why keep that around as a temptation it's not so much a tempta- temptation as it is an enjoyment you know it, it's one thing to uh, open up the fridge, take one particular drink, drink it, put it back in the fridge, and then open up the fridge the next day and then drink a different drink. Uh, and then it's another thing to consistently only drink one thing ever. Okay? J- just because you open up that door doesn't mean that you obligate yourself to one particular choice of action always. I think what you're doing is making an argument for going back to it. Why? Because you know that this particular facet of your life is satisfied by this individual. It's consistent and it's reliable. Why not? Because that could, I think, very easily be confused with other things. Once you've known somebody as intimately as you have in, in any capacity, once a relationship is there uh-huh. and you, you have gotten very intimately involved, it's, I think it's very easy to, for those feelings to come back, whether it be out of confusion or anything else. You're having a good conversation, then you start thinking, you know what, we kind of had a good thing back in the day, and it leads into things. Well, and, then that's, I think, I feel like that's less to do with, uh, you know, like engaging them in general, and more to do with just knowing yourself and knowing your limits. I've been in situations where I've engaged uh, people that I've gone out with before where I was, you know, emotionally invested, whether or not they were or weren't my girlfriend. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I could definitely say, you know, there was that spark there. Right. There was that something, you know, you, you find yourself smiling into their eyes and, and, uh, suddenly, you know, that, that fucking lobster from Little Mermaid, you can hear him singing. <laughs> now, uh, but it, doesn't mean that you're just, you know, like, you're going to get stuck there. If anything, that should fucking, you know, light up red flags. Red flags should go up and be like, maybe I need to retract myself a bit. Okay, you need to be realistic. Like I said, it ended for a reason. Just because you're filling the chemistry again doesn't mean that you should be, you know, emotionally tied to them and only them. It means that you have the luxury you know, the, the privilege of knowing that you have that facet of your life satisfied and you can consistently get it satisfied so long as you remain disciplined enough to keep the other person at arm's distance. Yeah, but see, and that's all fine on paper, but as soon as you get into an argument with your significant other and uh, you have this ex who's also a friend that you may talk to about it, the once the, the emotions are all riled up and you're angry and pissed off and this person's there and like, yeah, you know what? You're here. Why? And it just kind of, I just feel like why put yourself in a situation where something like that could happen? When you have plenty of other people you can be talking to that are not exes, that are not somebody that you've been with in that way, to even have the, the chance that something could happen. Even if it's a one-time thing, the fact that the option is there, to me, it, it, it worries me. And maybe that's... Well, it's- Maybe it's, that's it's because about me, about how maybe I would act in that same situation. Maybe that's just reflective. Maybe I'm projecting. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Like, don't don't assume that your standard for conduct is always everybody else's standard for conduct. I know that we do make ourselves the measuring sticks for everybody else. You know, as you you kind of like progress because you want people to be reflective of you because it's a form of validation. Uh, forgive me if that was a lot to explain, but <laughs> dissect it later. Um, <laughs> My my point is is that you know you you can't assume that people are uh, emotionally invested to that level. What you, what you're doing is you're assuming that there's chemistry that might not even be there. And, and for you to impose that standard on other people is kind of paternalistic. You're saying, well, you don't know better. I do. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> Have you been talking to my exes? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I guess I just, you know, uh, I'm not a big advocate of religion. I think it's fucking ridiculous. I think it's Santa Claus for grown-ups. But uh, I think when you're in a relationship, you have to have a certain amount of faith in the other person's ability to assess their own uh, ability. And that, that may be in multiple venues. You know, I don't, I don't care what it is. You have to trust in their ability. And if you can't have faith in them, then you shouldn't be, in them, be with them. You shouldn't be with them, period. See, the, the faith that I have in my 
relationships is is very reflective of the faith that I have in myself. Yeah. Uh, whatever I think I can handle is what I think they can handle, and I I and maybe this is again kind of elitist of myself to think that if it's something that I can't handle, I know for sure you can't handle it because I I am uh, on a higher level than all of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's, here's the thing about that particular situation, though. When we're talking about like you say, for instance, they are venting to an ex, whatever. Um, you're you're not only assuming that. You know they're emotionally invested to them on the level that is threatening to your relationship, but you're also assuming that the other person is emotionally invested to the extent where it's threatening to your relationship, and then you're also assuming cumulatively it, it's uh, you know on a level that is threatening to your relationship, and you've pissed off your significant other to the extent that they would take it that far. So those are those are like five different assumptions that you're putting into a situation where you're going, no, this isn't cool because of these five assumptions. Now, how strong or weak they are. Is another issue. In, in, in my defense, uh, whatever faith I have in her, I don't think has anything to do with uh, the other guy, because in in our case, the other the ex is another guy, and I think we all know how guys are when it comes to getting laid. So I, whether she has the investment or not, I guarantee you the other guy does. I mean, what uh, what other motivation does the guy have to keep an ex around if it's not going to be to fulfill a certain need later on? Is is that assuming too much, or do you think that's a a fair thing to say? No, that that's an accurate assumption. Okay, so so that guy, the other, the ex, he's there waiting to pounce on whatever chance he gets. Okay, so you narrowed it down to three different variables, but you're still assuming three different things about a situation that you don't know. What's that? You're assuming that you've pissed her off enough. You're assuming that there's enough chemistry for her to cross that line, and you're assuming that between his persuasiveness and all of those other things, that cumulatively. The situation is primed for her to do that. I don't know. I don't think that's a big assumption, and maybe that's again based on my <laughs> on my own experiences that uh, that's generally what's going to end up happening, regardless of what you did or not. She's going to find a reason to get that pissed off at you that she's going to be pushed to that level. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Have you ever cheated? Uh, yes, I have, actually. No, no. Here's here's my thing about it. It's just if you're going to project like that. What you're trying to say is that your your standard for yourself is your standard that you're holding other people up to, and and if you can't feel confident in yourself, I was going to say then you know maybe that has less to do with them and more to do with you. Maybe, but to to me the the times that I have cheated, it's it's been a situation where the relationship was pretty much already over. It's not like I was happy, everything was fine, I had an argument, and I'm going to go and go cheat, find this other girl that's down. It's this relationship is over. She's already checked out. I'm just, I don't even know why I'm spinning my wheels trying to keep this thing going. Meanwhile, there's somebody else that's giving me some sort of anything. That's attention that I'm not getting anymore because they've already checked out. I, I've, yeah. never, I've never cheated out of out of spite for an argument or anything like that. It, it's It's been a very long process. My, my, yeah. The relationships that I've had, most of them are very long term. And it's not towards, until the very end where it's, it's pretty much already over that I did cheat. Now, I probably should have gotten okay. out. Before I did anything, but I was weak. I was young. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, taking taking those things into consideration, if that's your really, you know, kind of your uh, your litmus test of you know whether or not you're going to cheat, all these conditions have to be satisfied. If you're projecting those things onto another person, then if they cheat on you, the the relationship is over already, anyways. So who cares? They don't deserve you, and they don't deserve the relationship. It's their loss. Yeah. I mean, I know it. it that takes a lot to say. It really does because. We will always feel cheated in the end, like somehow they broke the rules, they broke contract, blah, 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 blah. But let's be honest, afterwards, we're always better for it. Yeah, and I guess another reason that I have this, this mindset of uh, girls are ready to cheat on me all the time is because that's, that, <laughs> that's how I started in the whole relationship game. Uh, my, my first girlfriend, well, you decide later if we can call her my girlfriend after the story. Yeah. But uh, this girl that I thought was my girlfriend, uh, we were together for a whole month. Uh, before she eventually broke up with me, and then uh, after telling her like, "Oh, why?" and I was like trying to find out what her reasonings were and like, but were things are fine. I thought we were doing good. She decided to tell me that uh, she had never broken up with her ex. <laughs> so, turns out I was the Sancho this this entire time, thinking that I was the boyfriend. She was cheating on her boyfriend with me. Okay, so did you tell her you were okay with that? I no. <laughs> I, I, once, once I found that out, I, I, I was completely in shock because I did not see that coming at all. And then Jerry, yeah, Jerry. 
she eventually said that like, all right, so now I got to make a choice between you and him. And uh, by the time the day ended, she said, I'm going to choose you. But at that point, I was already, I, uh, it was over to me already. And then she eventually called me the next day and was like, you know what? I, I, I can't choose you after all. Like, oh, beautiful. Oh, whatever. Yes. Whatever. So I've been uh, number two this entire fucking, time. Swear to God. Uh, thanks for that. Just tales. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe I got started off on the wrong foot with uh, relationships. I think that's an accurate thing to say. So maybe that's why I am so paranoid about being cheated on, because that's, that's how I started. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like, look at it this way, too, though. I mean, if the, the closer you get to me, the better, because then you won't have to worry about being in a relationship at all. Because I don't care about being in a relationship. I'd rather not be in a relationship. And uh, I, I don't, I don't see myself getting in a relationship anytime in the near future because of you know the previously stated reasons. Right. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too right now. All right. I, I, I want to have my fun, enjoy myself, but as far as getting into another relationship, it's gonna just drain the hell out of me. Yeah. Rather, yeah. Just get to know myself, develop uh, who I am more instead of relying on other people because I have been very codependent in my past, and I'd like to get out of that. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, I think uh, we covered a lot here. There's a lot of X talk, a lot of philosophical type of things we discussed. And, uh, I'm gonna go uh, masturbate with tears. All right. <laughs> Sounds like I'll fun. Cry myself to sleep. Right. Times. All right. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Adam. And always ending on a high note. My name is Rex. You can shoot me down. You can drag.